welcome back to our evening service that we have here tonight. Um, once again, wish the weather could have been a little better, but uh, it's it's all right. Like I said this morning, I have crops in the ground. I need rain, so and I'm not sure if anybody else here does as well. Or I know some of y'all have gardens. Uh, Jerry, you got your garden in yet? Partial, so yeah, you're you're all right with the rain then. So at least I'm not alone on that one. All right, if you'll open your Bibles tonight and turn to Proverbs chapter seven, I will be uh, studying that entire chapter. I won't read through it as we'll go through it in an uh, outline type fashion. Um, not sure if you'll have room on the back of your bulletin for all the points. If you don't, um, uh, you can write over the part there about the. Uh, evening service and the hymns and whatnot. I don't think those are those are just there to make sure that uh, James and I know what we're doing and we don't uh, mess it up when the pastor's gone. So he had to leave us very detailed instructions. And what we're going to be looking at tonight, this passage here, um, deals with a topic that young men we need to be, or men in general need to pay attention to this because you don't have to look very far to see where uh, the Bible verse where it says um, that uh, a man is brought uh, by means of a um, Orish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. You look at um, those of you that are golf fans, look at what happened to Tiger Woods after his encounter with, um, or whether he did not heed the warnings given in this chapter. Look at what happened to a presidency not too uh, far in our distant past not even 20 years ago, that was nearly brought uh, to an end because a man, not, a, not even a young man, did not heed the warnings given in this chapter. This chapter is dealing, I'll, I'll attempt to uh, present it in as delicate and appropriate, I will present it in an appropriate manner, but in as delicately as I can. But this is something that us men need to be very aware of. It's something that cannot be taken for granted. Um, I want you to look there, and if you're looking for a title of it, just, tie, just put the title down as a warning to young men. Look there, it says there in uh, verses uh, 1 through 5, uh, the, the writer of this proverb, most likely Solomon, is writing, says, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon, upon thy fingers, write them upon the table, excuse me, of thine heart, say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her lips. Uh, point number one there, as you see in this verse, there is the commandment to the son. And underneath that, it's to keep the commandments, to keep the laws of God, to keep, it's a warning that, hey, follow this, follow this to a T. This is an outline. And underneath that, it tells you to value wisdom. As, you're, as you would value your own sister, as your own kinswoman, protect, uh, protect wisdom, protect what goes into your mind, protect your understanding of how things work. Uh, for an illustration there, how many of us here, by a show of hands, how many of us are brothers with uh, sisters? All right. Now, I am very protective of my little sisters. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to attend high school with, uh, for one year with one of my sisters. And I was extremely protective of her 
That is how we are supposed to protect the wisdom and the understanding that we get from the Word of God. The same way a big brother looks out for his little sister and makes sure it's not that nobody um, takes advantage of that or takes advantage of her not knowing. We're very protective of that. And then in the last part of that, uh, uh, those that passage of verses there, it says that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger with flat earth or with her lips. It's a warning about why you need to keep these. And as we look further down, we'll, uh, the last thing we'll talk about will be that uh, strange woman there. Look at the point number two I have. We're writing this down as an outline. Um, titled The Downfall of Young Men. What they did, what this young man did wrong. You look there in verses 6 through 9, it says, From the window of my house I looked through my casement, and behold, among the simple ones, I discerned the young man, the, I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. We see the first characteristic of where this young man went wrong is he had no idea what was going on. He didn't have understanding, whether that's because he was willfully ignorant, whether he ignored the commandments that had been given to him prior by maybe uh, someone like a Solomon here or maybe like a father. But he was a man who was void of understanding. He was out of his element. I want you to uh, think about this. He was, in verse 8, he was passing through the street near her corner. Her there not, is not talking about wisdom anymore. He's talking about the strangers, talking about the strange woman. He is out of his place. He's out of his element. And I want you to think about this. Satan uh, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking how he may desire. Satan, uh, Christians are oftentimes referred to as sheep, and Satan is referred to as a hunter. Many of us here, we have hunted. We have hunted deer. That is one of the most common things to hunt in this area. And the question, shout out and answer, when is the best time to hunt deer? When's the best time to go after them? Yep, so in there and run. When they got their mind on something else, on something that, and that's what this young man is doing. He has got his mind set on the wrong thing. He's in the wrong area. He's in the wrong part of town, and he went by the way of her house. Looking back down there, verse nine, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black of the dark night, in the black and dark night. He's also not only in the wrong place; he's also there at the wrong time, and. Thankfully, I know that we probably don't have many of these areas around here in uh, Spooner, Wisconsin. Well, actually, we do. About every bar would be considered this area would be considered a bad area. I would consider it that. And young men, stay out of those situations. You might be asked, "Well, why would I ever go into a situation like that? Why would I ever need to go there?" Well. There will be times where you'll be tempted, depending on who you work for. If you're not fortunate enough to work for a Christian employer, uh, you might be comp- a mandatory company gathering, might be at a bar. I know it was that way when I was in the service, and it was also that way when I worked for a warehousing company in Chicago. The com- mandatory company get-togethers or get fired, or in the Marine Corps get demoted. Those mandatory meetings were oftentimes in taverns and sta- in establishments of ill repute. So... Avoid those as best you can. For most of the time in those, I was able to find a way out of it, either by just paying a fine, paid someone to write my name down, which might be lying, but hey, I stayed out of that situation. Thankfully, God gave me the grace and an older man who had already been through that to show me the way how to do that. But avoid those places. Avoid the, 
the times. There's at night, young men, it's best to not be wandering about. Even with your friends. Some of you are going into high school. Some of you have just gotten cars. Stay home at night. It's the best place to be. Your family truly loves you. Stay there. Third thing we're going to look at, we see what the young man did wrong here. Now we're going to look at the strange woman. She comes into play here in verse 10. It says, And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. First thing to notice about this woman, she dressed lasciviously. And for the sake of the young folks in the audience, write that word down, lasciviously. And uh, young men, you can look that up in the dictionary. I'm not going to expound upon that here. She's also, it says in verse 11, she is loud and stubborn. Her feet bide not in her house. Say, young man, once again, stay home. That's the best place for you. Those times. She's a lady of the, you see that she's loud and stubborn. She's a lady of the streets. She's not a housekeeper. Um, verse 12 where we look says, now she is without, now in the streets and lieth in wait at every corner. Keep going down. It says, Said so she caught him and kissed him and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. She targets the young man. She was able to find him out. And look at another thing that she does. She fakes spirituality. Young man, every person out there that uses church terminology or, or church talk is not necessarily a saved woman. You have to be. You have to. Pray for the Holy Spirit to lead you in that area and to be able to discern. And you'll also be able to discern it as we look down here further. But not everybody who knows the church terminology is someone who is of sincere heart. Looking further down there, it says, Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face. I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and oils. She offers him the physical desires. All of those things there. That sounds like some that sounds like an area I would want my bedroom to be set up. I'd like to have a nice bed. I'd like to have it smelling nice. Nobody wants to go, well uh well judging from what my room looked like when I was in junior high, this would not be the case, but no one wants to go to bed in a pigsty. Now some of us, like I said, during junior high and our younger years, we didn't value that as much, and we needed our mothers to to wisely look after us and teach us. But all of these things here, these are desires that someone would want to have. You want to go to sleep, especially those of us who have jobs or who perform either labor, whether it is mentally, sitting behind a desk, managing individuals, or whether you're out breaking your back, doing a construction-type job or doing a manual labor-type job. Everybody wants to come home to themselves. Yeah, a nice, comfortable bed that smells good. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd want. This gal, she quickly switches here, and just observe that, switches from faking spirituality right into something wrong. And that is something that young men you need to watch out for. A lot of this is going to be a warning to young men, as you, I think you're all catching that. Look at what she says next here. This is really where this, if this is not a red flag, I don't know what would be. She offers him assurances that no one will find out. Now, 
well, let's just look at the verse here. It says, for the good man is not at home. He is gone a long journey. No one will find out. The guy who's supposed to be around, he's a long ways away. It says, he hath taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. I know exactly what's going on here. We're clear. We're in the good. All of those things. Those warnings right there, I'll just go through them again because this is about to top them off here. It says, first, you got to see how she dresses. Listen to how she talks loudly, stubbornly. Lady of the streets, not in her house, not a housekeeper. She fakes the spirituality, offers the physical desires. And then the final red flag, that's a, oh, that's more than a red flag. That's a, that's a neon sign with a foghorn warning, warning. This is bad. And then, but you see his demise here. It says, with her much fair speech, she causeth him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway, as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteneth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Those of us that have hunted deer with bows, that deer that you are tracking down who he's following the scent that this hunter has put out there, he's following the decoy, he doesn't know he's in trouble until that arrow hits him. And young men, that is why it is very important to avoid the situations entirely because you're not going to know when they're going to hit. It's going to be very hard. And this is also a part where the fathers come in, and I'll kind of shift gears a little bit to talk about that. And this is something that I, something that myself I pray about. My son, he's only a year old, but I pray about this. And it, these are very, I understand these are very uncomfortable topics to talk about. But it says here in verse 24, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray to her path. Point number four is how to avoid this fate. And you see it right there in verse 25. It says, avoid this lady's area altogether. We've already gone over the characteristics of what she does. Avoid people like that at all costs. Avoid areas that don't have ill repute. And now, and this is one of the, this will show you that, naivete of teenagers as I have taught them. It's like, well, how am I supposed to know about it if I never experience it? Well, dads, teachers, that's where you come in. It is a job to warn young men of these areas. And there are many young men out there. I don't think there's many young men here in our church that have that excuse. Most of us have good fathers who warned us of this. But I encourage fathers because I I don't understand how uncomfortable the topic is yet. I know how uncomfortable it was for me as a 22, 23-year-old teacher of young men to tell men that when I ministered in Gary that were not my sons, that their father was never around. It was a very uncomfortable topic for me to try to get it into their heads. Okay, genius, look at what I'm telling you here. Look around you. Well, how am I supposed to know? Because I, I just told you what it looks like. We've been over this again and again. And what oftentimes happens is 
those bad attitudes of the harlot, that is what oftentimes, I'm not sure around here it is pushed nearly as much as it was when I ministered in Chicago and Gary, but those attitudes were pushed pretty hard on those gals, and I'd encourage the gals, stay away from that. Stay away from the dress the world tells you to. It's Look, at, look to Proverbs 31. Well, I'll probably end up studying that at some other point in time for the gals. I'll probably study it from the standpoint of young men what to look for in a gal. But ladies, don't look to the world for how to act. Look to the Bible for how to act. It's... I, I'm sure my wife will tell you, she's told me, it's a much better way to go. And I'm sure the older ladies will tell you that as well. But getting back on topic here, fathers need to warn your sons. And young men, I remember being 18. I remember being 16, 18, having a car. And you're going to hate me for saying this, but don't venture out of your comfort zone alone. I mean, you're a young man, you want to try new things. Uh, maybe not all of you don't. Uh, how many of you in here had a car when you were 16, 17 years old? All right. How many of you, okay, and not got caught speeding? How many of you sped? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you were good, Mr. Marsky. You never sped? <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't ask if we got a ticket for it. <laughs> I just means you were smart. <laughs> but all right, I won't pick on Brother Marsky. But that I understand, young man. That's in your it's in your blood to want to try new things. That's why you're the ones that try out for the football team. Let's see. Let me go uh, when I am. My brain is not still fully developed. Let me put on a plastic shield over my head and let me ram that plastic shield into somebody else wearing a plastic shield, trying to ram me just as hard. Nothing bad can come of this. It's all going to be good and fine until your bell gets rung. It's why 18-year-olds and 17-year-olds are recruited into the military. If I went back through boot camp now and looked at some of the things they told me to do, Oh, a grenade is there. A grenade was thrown in the midst of your Marines. What am I going to do? Um, I'm running. I'm letting somebody else. Hope, so, hope I can outrun and get somebody else between me and it. But no, you can see a 17-year-old man. I will be the hero. I will jump on the grenade. And that is good. We need that. I shouldn't mock that, and I'm not. But young men will do that. We had a joke in the Marine Corps that we would always tell that at the end, whenever we'd get a brief of a mission that we knew would be particularly dangerous or we knew would be um, bad, the question never was, sir, how are we going to make it home? The question always was, the Marines was, do we get a medal for this? Do we get a ribbon for this? And think about that. Think about what a medal is. A medal commands great respect. But I mean, I can show you my medals. It's a thin layer of gold over a piece of brass. And you're going to do something life-endangering for that? I mean, I, so I understand, young men, your mindset. I understand that how much it grates against your very nature to not venture out, not try to spread your wings. But the warning here, this warning isn't given to people going into the military. This warning is not given about military service. Because as terrible as the 
what can happen to you in the military service or on an oil rig or in a in a dangerous job working with farm equipment or construction equipment the dangers of a strange woman of a harlot are more dangerous than all of those put together because those things they can they can hurt your body they can take your life away from you but a strange woman can make your life completely meaningless it can destroy your testimony it can destroy how you are used for god now god can rebuild people who have fallen into great sin but you need not look or i need not look much farther than even the institution where i attended college and some of those of us who attend the bible college i'm sure we've seen and we've heard the horror stories of men who have gone out and have not heeded these warnings they've gone to areas where they shouldn't have be it physically in a part of town or the new area that has opened up that is even far more dangerous that is the internet and going back to the earlier point there here fathers warn your sons dads and leaders here we need to warn our young men about these areas and we need to and young men we need to hold ourselves accountable not necessarily accountable to each other because oftentimes your peers don't nothing against them they're your peers they're 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 not going to know more than you they really can't be expected to and young men you need to hold yourselves accountable to someone in leadership your father grandfather not saying or a, even a pastor or a deacon or a Sunday school teacher you need to hold yourself accountable and young men you need to watch out for each other and take because you're and even look out for your peers because you're going to be the first one to know when someone goes astray by the grace of god i had a young man when i went to school who looked out for me and he was my peer in class and we fortunately and some other young men we were able to hold each other accountable young men find if you're in a public school find young men of like faith they're out there they've been beaten down and oppressed and hard ridden but they're there find young men who are going to hold you accountable because look what happens if you don't down here in verse 26 says for she has cast down many wounded yea many strong men have been slain by her young men the greatest threat to you out there is not something big and dangerous it's not a bullet it's not a car it's not an occupational hazard it's and kind of lumping gals into a category here is someone who's probably his height is about 5-7 and weighs less than 100 pounds most gals fall into that category that is your greatest threat that is what will bring you down faster than a bullet faster than anything else or even a click or a little mouse click on the internet it is extremely dangerous man and you need we need to take and heed the warning to avoid that and the final warning here is her house is the way to hell going down to the chambers of death i don't know if i can give any stronger of a warning than that but young men we need to realize do not be overconfident and like the illustration i gave earlier young men that is what we thrive on we thrive on being confident yes we can do this we got this not in this area 
It is okay to be that area at your job. It is okay to be that area climbing a tree, hunting an, an animal, a predator, like, say, a bear, by yourself with a bow and arrow. I don't understand. I mean, I've done some crazy things. I don't understand some of you all to do that. But be even more fearful and be even more careful of what someone like this will do. Um, that is, uh, as far as the message goes, I would, we're not going to have an invitation. I'm just going to uh, say a prayer here and we'll be dismissed. But young men, this is a very, I cannot say enough how severe this topic is. And you don't have to look far to see how bad it can be. I already told you about golfers, sports athletes who have lost their fortunes, politicians who have lost their careers, men who have lost their families. That is something that we need to pray constantly for the Holy Spirit to protect us and to give us wisdom. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit will bring all things into your remembrance. And um, with that, I'll pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for